Christmas, everybody! Welcome to the Christmas Countdown Show, episode number 10 of season 2. We are 38 days till Christmas, Danny. Yes! Can you believe it? It's really starting to feel real! It's getting cold outside. <laughs> the weather is changing. Even here in Southern California, it's starting to get cold. Who would have thought to feel that, that, that nip happen. in the air? Yeah. We're drinking our warm drinks. Well, mine's not warm. I have to I be. I was like, what is let's your definition be honest, this of is warm? Not, this is not a warm drink. <laughs> All right. Scratch that, everybody. I, I lied let's to you. Let's be honest with the people. Let's be honest with the people. We, we pride ourselves on our authenticity yes. and our truthfulness. Yes. I'm not drinking a cold drink. I'm drinking. <laughs> you are drinking a cold drink. I am drinking a cold drink, <laughs> not a hot drink. Yes. We pride ourselves on our honesty. I am not drinking I, a cold drink. I, I lied again. I <laughs> lied on top of my lie. But no, we are here. We are so excited. This is a great episode that you've uh, tuned into today. The topic that we're going to be doing, our countdown, very exciting. You know we love to talk music. We love it Christmas so music, maybe our, our favorite thing about Christmas. I would say that's a, that's maybe that a podcast. in my family. Yes, yeah, of course. Yes, of course. Of course. But very close second. <laughs> it's like a moment for three amigos. <laughs> I want to get a new car. What would you do? Well, I'd start a foundation. What? I was going to do that first, yeah, first and then first, I would right. get the car. Yeah, for sure. Um, but today we're going to be doing our top five favorite Christmas love songs. Ooh. Top five Christmas it's love songs. Old, right? I feel like we're going to have to do our real like NPR voice, like, welcome to the Christmas Countdown Show. Here we have our top five Christmas love songs. Starting off at number five, we have... <laughs> I love you so much at Christmas. <laughs> I love you, baby. <laughs> also, it's Christmas. And also, it's Christmas. Oh. Um, but yes, yeah, so that's what we're doing. Now, the other very exciting part of this episode, Ooh. we have a guest. Speaking of love. Speaking of love, love yeah. is in the air. Yes. And we have a very exciting guest that we are going to love to talk to. Uh, his name is Andrew Walker. He stars in Hallmark Channel's new film coming out this weekend, Three Wise Men and a Baby. We'll oh, talk more about it spoiler. later, but we're just letting you know that that's coming up, so make sure you stick around. But we should uh, check in and see how you're doing. How are you feeling, Danny? Are you excited? Are you feeling crunch time yet or just enjoyment time? Mm, that's a great question. Yeah, I mean, we are 38 days out from Christmas. Uh, and, yeah, I do feel like there, there's something about it being less than 40 days that makes it feel a lot more real sure. to me. Like, we're, we are rocketing towards, like, a month until Christmas. Yeah. And I think it's it's wild for me because, you know, since season one ended, I've been doing so much content where it's like 312 days till sure. Christmas, 210, where it just feels like it's so far away. A big number, yeah. So to be in double digits and to be like less than 50, less than 40 now, yeah. it just feels like, oh my gosh, it is yeah. happening yeah. and we are almost there. Well, also, I think it is exciting. And we've talked about this before that, you know, there's sort of the layers or the waves of people that fall into the season yeah. right those of you that have been listening probably are a constant wave your constant christmas right yeah. but then you get the people that are like okay after halloween i'm in for christmas yeah but then you get the people that are like after thanksgiving i'm in for christmas and then That's you the get point. the people that are like not till december 1st can't do or, it never. The, or, ne or never or never um, but those people don't listen to this so no, who no, cares? No. so they might um, be they <laughs> love to hate listen and hate watch true those. imagine those people driving the car like no, your songs suck. And they just come back every episode to just hate on us. And you know what? If they send enough mail, we'll read it here Ooh, on the podcast. Speaking of mail. Speaking of mail, what a transition. What a segue, my friend. So as I shared a couple episodes ago, I went out and bought this uh, this Christmas mail bag at Target, and we actually got some mail to, to it actually just magically appeared. Oh. Uh, it was sort of like you know Santa coming down the chimney. Sure, sure, sure. I walked into our studio this morning, and it was like, 
Can you hear that? ASMR letters. The crinkle of not just letters, but packages. Ooh, packages. We got two packages uh, in our little mailbag here, and we would, we're going to share them with everybody Let's right do now. It now. Do you want to do the first one? Sure. All right. Do you want to, like, yeah, let me. Right, I, I'm gonna blind pick what's in All here. All right, here we go. Right, see one, one. two things. I'm gonna go this one here. Uh, this is from. Yes. Eli- I was, <laughs> the last name I I didn't want to say it wrong. Uh, Elisa Jungbauer. Okay. Jungbauer, I think. Elisa Jungbauer. Where's Elisa from? What state? Uh, Ocean Shores, Washington. Wow. Yeah. I Should we just get our full address? Well, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder if that is near. Um, What's the the town? Leavenworth. Would, Leavenworth, yeah. Ooh. Which is also in She'll have to let us know. So you'll have to let us know, Elisa. But I also like on the very uh, front of the package, she put a little sticker. It says, build a snowman oh. with some ice-colored oh, uh, packaging. It. And then she wrote, Merry Christmas, <laughs> which I love. is a nice little shout-out to our show. Uh, All right, let's open it up. Let's what see what do we got. got? What do we got? I'm so excited. Because I actually... I saw these come in and I just sliced them open just so we could be ready to open them here okay. on the show. It was folded in half. I was like, "There's nothing in here, Danny." But I haven't looked inside okay, these go. yet, so I don't. I haven't. Oh, here it is. Okay, I'm I haven't in. read the I'm cards. In. I've got something. Here we All go. Right. All right. She wrapped Ooh. it in some very nice uh, Christmas tissue paper. That's beautiful. The most wonderful time of the year. And let's see what we got here. Okay, okay. flakes. My guess, just on, my, on feeling it, my guess is maybe an ornament. You think maybe? so? All right. Maybe. Well, I can't feel it, so I don't know. Let's see. But, let's see. Um, here we go. It's oval shaped. Maybe it's a thousand. It is an ornament. Ooh, ooh, ooh! I love this. Whoa! Okay. Sh- share with the class. It says uh, it's a wood like carved ornament that says oh. Ocean Shores, Washington, which is where she's from, with oh a my cool gosh. crab on it. So it must be like a fishing uh, town or yeah. village. And it says on the back, Merry Christmas from Sea Hag in Training. Oh, that's right. This is Sea Hag yes, in Training. This is C-Hag. Yes. Yes. Eliza, thank you so much. Oh, we know you. That's amazing. And we are going to hang this on our tree right now. Yeah, hang it up. I'm going to hang it on, on my tree. Just because I opened you it. you opened it, yeah. I think it, this is going to go on Eric's tree. So Sea Hag in Training was one of our loyal listeners, is one of our loyal listeners since season one. I think yes. she was like one of the first, I don't know. 15, 20 reviews that we received on Apple. Um, so if you are one of those people who's listening right now who's never left a rating for us yeah. and a review, make sure you do it so that way we can shout you out on the show and form a little relationship like we have here with Sea Hagen Training up in Ocean Shores, Washington. I love it. That was awesome. That was Did very you see cool. how I got very, my anxiety kicked into high gear that there was wrapping paper on the ground and no one was dealing with it? No, I didn't, I, I didn't I, even notice that. Uh, my, I, my heart rate just raised very quickly. <laughs> I was like, that wrapping paper has been sitting there for me. Maybe 12 seconds, and no one has put it into a garbage That's bag. That's brilliant. Are you going to save that? Are you going to okay. take it home? And I'm going to save use it because we could be using this, right? We it's just, true. There's no name on the actual tissue paper. We can use this. That's, for good, other that's reusable. Exactly. Reusable. Save it. All right. So uh, package number two in our mailbag. Uh, here we go. This one is coming to us from the state of Colorado. And, and this comes from one of our uh, loyal Christmas countdown crew members, Michelle. Shout out to Michelle up in Colorado or out in Colorado. They're not so much up from us as they are sort of like sure, out. over from Over us. in Colorado. Do you, I always say up. Do you always say like, oh, I'm going to head up there, even if I'm like heading down? Do yeah. you do that? Well, I don't know. In Chicago, we have a thing saying if you're going into the city, you're going downtown, mm. which in uh, like if you're in New York and you say you're going downtown, it's you're literally going, going to like downtown, southern yeah. Manhattan. Right. But in Chicago, anywhere you're going in the city is downtown. Is downtown. So a lot of times I'll say like I'm going down there and I think it's because of that. I think it's also because like if you grow up in a place that's not New York, like here in L.A., 
if I say I'm going downtown, I'm not like referring to like downtown of my town. Right. I'm referring to like Los Angeles. LA, yeah. I'm just saying downtown LA. Yeah. That's what I'm referring to. Anyway, this is not a geography <laughs> podcast. That's not what people it come here be. for. It could be. You never know. It's season 12. All right. So this is from uh, Michelle. Oh, it has a card. Let's, you know, as my mom always taught me. Always start with the card. Always start with always the card. Start and this feels like a very thick card. Here we go. Ripping it open. Oh, it says many merry thanks. Love that. Well, this is a long card. Can I just say, even before Ooh. you read it, yeah, that I because I can see some of the writing on the back <laughs> of the card, and I love this person. Thank you for sending us something, but you absolutely have grandmother handwriting because oh, it yeah. is that perfect, perfect like, cursive, perfect cursive yeah. that today's youths would have no idea how to even read. No, not at all. And I, I might it. be one of those people. All right. <laughs> so here, so if I struggle through out. this, all right. So this uh, this is from Michelle. It says. Hi, Eric and Danny. First, Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. I wanted to send an ornament for the tree in your new studio right away. This is a hand-embroidered uh, hoop my daughter made. Let me tell you, October was a very long month for me after uh, being diagnosed with cancer on October 1st. Oh, my gosh. Oh, no. Michelle. It's been a roller coaster of emotions as we waited to hear exactly where I was at uh, and what my treatment would be. And I can tell you... Christmas podcast, like yours and others, was definitely the distraction I needed to help pass the time while I waited between each appointment and test. All is well, and I'm having surgery on November 4th that should remove all the cancer. I'll be down six to eight weeks, so I've worked frantically to get my trees up and decorated. Uh, rest assured, I will be listening during my recovery. Michelle in Colorado. Wow, Michelle, first of all, thank you so much. Yeah. We will be praying for you yes. and thinking about you. And this episode's airing on the 17th, so your surgery has already happened. Yes. So hopefully you are doing well, yep. recovering, being able to put your feet up, watch some Hallmark movies, drink some hot cocoa, <laughs> yes. look at your trees that you put up. And, you know, it, we both have been touched by cancer in our lives yep. and as have almost everybody in this world. Right. Um, so we know that that's a, a tough hill that you're on right now. So we will be thinking about you and and we're so appreciative. Yeah. You wrote us this card and that you your daughter made this ornament for us. This is going to go, uh, Michelle, on my tree right behind me. It'll be joining uh, the Hallmark Channel Christmas tree ornament as well as my Dodger uh, Christmas tree truck. And I love it's kind of like an embroidered, uh, like, what she called a hoop. It's like a hoop a, embroidery. A hoop. Yeah. yeah. It's a hoop embroidery and it's got, yeah. it sort of looks like a wrapped gift with a bow on it. It does. Which is really, really cool. That was so thoughtful. And we've got a card that we can add to our collection Absolutely. up here uh, right on our fireplace. I love it. We're adding it now. Sliding it in. It's getting, you know, we're, we're like pressed for space here on, sure. on the on the studio. This is exciting, though, because we're only in the beginning of November. Yeah. And if we like continually get little cards and gifts and knickknacks, this little studio of ours is going to be completely overrun with Christmas joy. I can't wait. I know. This, this card is so thick and robust. I had to like, it wouldn't Single fit it. in the little card holder. Yeah. There we go. It is in there now. So, Michelle, thank you again uh, for your card, sending us all our love to you in Colorado as you recover. You've got this. You're a warrior. Keep crushing it. Um, so, you know, we're talking a lot about, you know, our, our loyal fans who are sending us mail. If you're someone who's just discovering the show and you're like, oh, my gosh, these guys. These are awesome. These guys are great. Please make sure you subscribe, you know, whether you're listening on Spotify, Apple, make sure you subscribe to the show. Uh, follow us on social media. We are at Christmas Countdown Show on Instagram, TikTok, Facebook, YouTube, 
And we're on Twitter, Eric. At XmasPod. It's a true story. And if you really, really love what you are hearing here and you're like, man, these people, they seem so merry, not just the host, but the people who listen to the show, make sure uh, you click the link in the episode notes, which will get you to our Patreon page. You get to join a private community on Facebook. You become our close friend on Instagram. And you get bonus episodes that nobody else gets. You get a discount code to our merch shop yes. at christmascountdownshow.com. Yes. Uh, you get so many goodies. And, and we even send you a little merch to sort of welcome you yeah. to, to the crew. We send you a yeah. sticker and a, and a mag and all sort of fun stuff. So if you want that, uh, click that link. Or if you're like, I don't need all that stuff. I just want more episodes. You can subscribe on Spotify or Apple for $4.99 a month. And you're going to get a bonus episode every single week. Because here's the thing. Christmas. If yeah. you've just joined us, and the, our loyal listeners know this, but Danny and I have trouble getting these lists down to 10 or 5. So it, so it is hard. hard. Yeah. There's so much great Christmas stuff out there. Yeah. And gr- great Christmas stuff to celebrate yeah. that it's very hard for us to get these lists down. And when you join the Patreon or when you subscribe through Spotify or Apple and you get these bonus episodes, you will get the things that just barely didn't make the cut but trust us are still <laughs> choice, very very nice content that you're going to want to uh, check out. All right, crew. This is a thrilling time. Very exciting. Eric, you know, I like to consider us kind of hunky, you know, in our, in our own... Verging on hunky. We're verging maybe. on hunky. We're bordering on hunky. But we've, hunky adjacent. But for the first time ever in the history of hunky adjacent... Yeah, we're next to hunky. That's just, we are today. Very, <laughs> today we, we are truly we are next virtually, to hunky. We are virtually hunky adjacent that's because right. joining us here today on Christmas Countdown is one of the stars of the new Hallmark Channel Christmas movie, Three Wise Men and a Baby. Everyone... Well, I guess it's just us. But in your car, scream yeah. out, hi, Andrew Walker. Andrew, Andrew Walker, Walker is in here. The yes. Hey, on the TV. Wow, yeah. <laughs> How you doing, oh, man? Oh, hey. Quiet down. Quiet down. It's so loud. I know. The, the crowd. <laughs> so many people. The crowd like is going that crazy. Applaud, that applaud. <laughs> the, sing, the singular applaud. Andrew, I got to say, right, right out of the gates, I like to think my hair looks pretty cool most days. Your hair is awesome. On like, point. I... You popped up in the screen. I was like, "What product is that?" Like that was the first question that that came. So we got let's hair, start hair there. plugs, hair plugs, guys, hair plugs. <laughs> is that the secret? Yeah, it's the secret. Okay. Just you got to plug it out, plug it out, shave it off, plug it out, good to go. Always good. Oh my gosh! See, so I've been wondering for years how, how we're to gonna, do we're it. We're going to talk about uh, you know Christmas gifts in an episode coming up. We'll say hair plugs, that's hair, pl- hair plugs. That's get hair plugs for your man. Yeah, that's yeah. the way to do it. All I want for Christmas is my two front teeth. Well, no, no, guys, no. All I want for Christmas is my, the two front inches of my, is, of my is, hair. Is my old hairline. That, that's all I want for Christmas. <laughs> my, my old hairline. Right. Now I appreciate that. I guess I've been blessed by my uh, genes. I don't know. My, my, on my mom's side. I don't, I don't know where, I don't know where you get your hair, your hair from, but yeah, it's, uh, it's funny. Cause my son, uh, both my boys, I have a two and a half year old and a seven year old, and they have completely different style hair. My two and a half year old has these like long, he, he can grow his hair. It's almost like, like Dave Grohl style yeah. hair, you know, it like hangs down and it's blonde. It's beautiful hair. My seven-year-old has very coarse hair yeah. and it sticks up. But one of his favorite characters in a, in a book is, is Harold from uh, Captain Underpants. Yeah. So every time he goes to the, to the barber, we go to the barber together. He brings the picture. <laughs> well, not the barber knows, but he brings the picture of Harold and he's like, he's like, Spike, Spike. 
I want, I want my hair to look like this. I need my hair to look like this. So all he's been doing is shaving his sides of his hair for like the past four haircuts. And his hair is about taller and this taller. high. Oh, that's oh, awesome. Yeah, it's, just, it's super tall. That's amazing. Wait, is your, the person who does your hair, is his name Spike? Spike, yeah. Oh yeah. my gosh. Spike the barber. Dude, if that's not You're on brand. You're the coolest bra- guy we've ever yeah. met. <laughs> if that's not on brand, that'd be like if you cut hair and your name was Buzz. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or like Snip yeah, yeah. or yeah, something yeah. like yeah. that. Like Spike the Spike Barber or Slick. Spike. Yeah, yeah. That might be another. Right? That, oh my gosh, man! This is <laughs> oh, cool. Yeah. I, I, I mean, I, where else are we going to go from here? Eric? I don't I mean, know. This conversation is know. already off to a rip, <laughs> roaring start. But, but Andrew, you know, so thrilled to have you join us. Um, you know, I, I put on my best uh, Hallmark hunk wardrobe sure. that I could possibly muster up today. I've got my my work boots on. Yeah. You look I, like a small town uh, librarian who's reconnecting with his yeah. high school sweetheart. You know, something like that. That's, that's it. Yeah. The, the local woodworker. How many how many Hallmark movies or Christmas movies have you done, Andrew? Do you know? Hallmark in general, I think I'm on my 25th. I think oh, wow. Wise, Men, Wise Men was my 25th. And Christmas, it's been, uh, I think I'm on about 10 now, 10, 11 Christmas nice. movies. That's amazing. Yeah. And yeah, it's wild. I mean, I never would have thought when I started acting that I this would be my my niche, you know, it's like kind of what's kept the the lights on and kept me working. And, um, and what, a you know, I could not think of a better place to be perpetually living in, you know, than a oh, Christmas, absolutely. Christmas land. We agree. Completely. <laughs> we, we cannot agree more actually yeah, we look around us and yeah. we're all surrounded by Christmas trees. But I mean, that's gotta be a really cool experience to be in these films that really are all about joy. Like every single Hallmark Channel Christmas movie, like it's happiness, it's joy, it's love. Like that's got to be a pretty cool story to tell over and over again, right? Oh, it's never gets old. It never gets old. You know, I, I get to celebrate Christmas twice a year, sometimes three times a year. You know, this year I did Maple Valley Christmas. I did I did uh, Three Wise Men. The on-set decorating teams are so talented and they... <laughs> they do it up like they you know there's like the typical you know there's the there's the walk and talk through the through the town yep. there's the skating rink there's um the festival you know the christmas festival yeah. or the or you know the market that you that you do a walk and talk in usually so there's these like you know quintessential locations in these hallmark movies and every time i walk on a set in a different location I, I just i'm blown away with with the details you know that these guys bring that these people bring to decorating these sets it's almost like your guys set. you could be doing you could be doing crazy you know, <laughs> Maybe we can hallmark. this podcast yeah. doesn't work out <laughs> we'll i'm going to become hallmark a set, set designer at hallmark channel <laughs> you know it's funny you mentioned all those uh sort of like uh, traditional places that are in a lot of hallmark movies we're doing a fantasy league with our listeners this year where they can choose five movies from hallmark and then we have point totals for like every time someone walks through town square, it's one point. If there's like uh, royalty, there's a point. If you kiss in front of a tree, it's a point. Under mistletoe, three points. So they can, <laughs> oh, we good. have sort of a whole fantasy football league, but built around Hallmark Channel movies this year. So you should check that out. It's pretty cool. Oh, yeah, definitely. We're trying to encourage definitely. that co-viewing experience, co-viewing, you know, for yeah. all the, the dudes who like, you know, their, their girlfriends or wives or whatever, like, come on, sit down and watch a Hallmark Channel movie with me. Now they have a team, so they have something to root for. <laughs> while they're watching these movies. And I have to reveal to you, Andrew, that one of my selections this season is Three Wise Men and a Baby. So I'm really looking forward to this weekend because I chose Three Wise Men and a Baby as my spoiler because there's three opportunities for love in this movie. Usually it's just like a one-on-one thing. Now it's like X3. I felt really good about about my pick. 
Um, well, te- technically, there's four. There's four because the love story is also between the brothers. So, oh, but we don't, we don't kid. That's but there is a love story. There is a love story there. That's a great point. Um, why don't you tell us uh, a little bit more about the film since we're sort of chatting out? Just a, yeah, I will. Just a side, a side thought here. I could potentially be the Pete Rose of this whole of this whole thing, guys. I could, I could, I could be betting on myself. Yes. Oh my god, that would be um, so you know, you smart. In, you have insider information. We may have to <laughs> not let you into the. Uh, yeah. into all of a sudden, I got this bet coming in. He's like a thousand dollars on three wise men and a baby. What's that all about? I don't know if I could back this bet. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it was a it was a dream situation, you know. Uh, Tyler and Paul, or uh, Tyler's my my wife's first cousin, <clears throat> so I've known him. I've been with my wife now for 19 years. I've known him for 19 years. Um, I've known of him longer than that because he had a really he had a he had a really uh, great career as a child actor in in Canada. He won the equivalent of the Oscars um, when he was like 13 years old or 14 years old for a film that he did in Canada. And uh, so I'd known about him. I'd been in, I've been acting now since I was around 12 myself and uh, having this opportunity to work with him. And then obviously Paul and Kimberly Sustad have such an incredible track record. You know, they've, they've really been single-handedly changing the landscape of these Hallmark movies, you know, unexpected, unexpected Christmas. I don't know if you guys had seen that movie, but um, you know, arguably one of the best, you know, Christmas movies out there, mm. Bethany Joy Lens, Tyler, but it was really the script, you know, and, um, and so to get this opportunity to do it, to do a, a Paul Campbell and, and Kimberly Susted movie, and have it be about these three brothers and this relationship and these guys, this dysfunctional family. Um, and like I was saying, the, the, the love story is these, these brothers, I mean, that's the, the, the a plot of these, these brothers basically being dysfunctional because the father had left when they were all a young age and it was, uh, something they've still been kind of working through and, um, left, you know, there's a lot of, that's been left untalked about and, uh, and kind of like, you know, un- they haven't unpacked anything that they've that they've really gone through, right. you know, as kids. And I'm the oldest brother, Paul's the middle brother and Tyler is the youngest brother. And it's funny, like I had, a, I had somebody ask this the other day, how much does that affect your, your, your character? You know? And when I first went into it, I was like, I don't know, you know, it, it, it's going to affect it, I guess a little bit here and there, but really like you fall into, it really helped in the way that I would communicate to my brothers, you know, and like being the older brother. Yeah. Being the older brother vibe and, and, you know, having that kind of gravitas or like that, you know, the last word, my last, my word is the last word. And they gave me the power to be able to kind of like be the older brother. And we would, we would rag on Tyler a lot more because he was the youngest brother, just as probably, you know, most of the, you know, most of the time, most brothers would, you know, three brothers. Um, But, you know, what was the, I think the coolest part of this film was that we we all came into it not knowing how the chemistry would work, mm-hmm. you know, because we're all, you know, it's just you and the leading female usually in these yeah. things. But having three males, you know, three guys that like each other, you know, off camera coming on, you know, coming onto a, a movie like this, there could have been a power struggle or there sure. could have been like, hey, you know, this is I really don't think we should go down this road. But we communicated so well. And um, and because we are such specific individuals and so different in our like animalistic qualities as human beings, we were we just gave each other space. It really hit after the first scene on our first day. We we ad libbed and we threw a couple lines in and then we would like, you know, we were we were we were just you know, 
first 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 take yeah. between all of us and after that first take it was like oh this is gonna be this, this there's some juices here. this yeah. is gonna yeah. be good and and we spent every lunch together um you know just kind of problem solving there's a couple really i don't want to give too many things away but there's there's a couple really fun uh choreographies that are happening in this movie <laughs> that uh, that we put together ourselves over lunch hour and and that with the help of my, my sister-in-law as well, she's a, she's a dance choreographer out of Montreal, Shanna Troy. And uh, so it was, it, it, this movie has like a little bit of everything for everybody. It made me cry when I read this script, mm. um, you know, having young boys myself and just thinking about having a, you know, a, just, you know, having a father that wasn't there and or if I was to walk or whatever it is, like, I just couldn't imagine, I can't fathom that, yeah. you know, and to like, hear how it affects these guys you know along the way and but no I, this is this is a super dynamic film and i'm i'm really you know i'm so grateful that i was able to that i was picked to be part of the three the, the three guys the three brothers and paul wrote it with us in mind with tyler and myself in mind which oh, wow. really helped you know with the for the voice i yeah. think and um <clears throat> but hallmark to take the the leap of faith on on us doing a film like this was um was you know really really awesome you know that of, of them to to be able to just you know have have the faith that something like this would would be well received from fans yeah i mean it, it looked like you guys were having a blast i saw that tiktok that sort of went viral of the three of you guys uh i think you were like in elf costumes or something like in that yeah coming out of your trailers and it was just like okay these guys are clearly having a good having time. a good yeah. time together and i was like maybe eric and i need to yeah bro out and, and shoot some reels yeah. like that together sometime i gotta give it that's tyler that's tyler man tyler's a Tyler's a filmmaker, you know, he like, that's what he does. He, he, he makes indie films. And so he's always like, he's always got some, you know, some great idea. And then, you know, of course, Paul and I are like, let's do this, let's do that. You right. know? So we're throwing in some of the sprinkling in some of our own things, but really Tyler is the, uh, the grand, the grand puppet master of, of <laughs> most of the things that we're doing. I'm stoked to see the the dancing in this movie. I don't know if that was one of the things we established as like getting us points. Yeah, I don't know that it's on any lists because I don't feel like there's usually a ton of dancing yeah. in a Hallmark movie. So I'm excited to see that. Is there singing involved or is it just dancing? Just dancing. <laughs> just dancing. Because we do have randomly we bursting have into random, song. Yes, Maybe it should have been dance. randomly bursting into song or and dance. or dance. Yes, yeah. I think that that would. Ah. I mean, I say that now because I want I want the points. Um, so I, I'm curious, you know, being in Hallmark Channel movies, you know, and especially Christmas ones, there's got to be a certain love or appreciation for the holiday season. Like for you, like when did your love for the holiday season start? Were you from a family that were like huge fans of Christmas, or or sort of what's what's your story of, of your love for the holiday season? Yeah, you know, I came from a relatively large family. I grew up with traditions. Like my family were like really, really strict on traditions. And, um, you know, I used to go, we used to, you know, gather at my, my grandmother's house way back when I was, you know, before my teens, she passed away when I was around 12, 13 years old. Um, so we, my aunt took it over, we'd go to her house and, um, but it was always like Christmas Eve, we had my aunt's house, Christmas day, my parents' house, Christmas day, Eve, we'd go back to my aunt's house, eat leftovers. And now, you know, with my own, with my own family and my, my, my wife's family, we're, we've got to balance, balance it all out. And we do go back to Montreal and, uh, and still get that, you know, white Christmas, which is really nice for the kids and for us. Um, and then come running back to California as quickly as possible after <laughs> we spend two, two weeks there. But, um, 
my my tr- the traditions in my family too were um were music like we would get together my mom was an incredible pianist and my aunt was a music teacher for elementary schools and her two daughters were incredible vocalists one one of which is an opera singer in in England and the other one tried her hand at Broadway and um and then I I sang in a rock band back when I was younger and um and so you know just we all got together and then my uncle's an awesome trumpet player and vocalist as well so my aunt and uncle would be doing duets together and we just all sit around eat food listen to them you know listen to the music and uh so great memories with of christmas growing up but my my dad you know it's 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 you know it's hilarious now it's so funny to look back my dad was um he's well not was he is a big cheapskate and (laughs) the guy would like he would skimp we would be the last the years so we always had this this like charlie brown christmas tree this this christmas tree that was you know i grew up in in a great house though great house like you know in a great suburb of Montreal um but my dad would get this like he had this this fake Christmas tree that he'd bring up every year and it was just awful it was all separated and it was just terrible it was just a terrible old old Christmas tree that has been you know I guess he had he had got her to the garage sale my dad's mo was he would go down at garage sales He'd buy, he'd haggle with people, buy things for a discount, bring it back to his own garage sale and sell it for, uh, for a markup. <laughs> and so that's, that's what he used to do growing up. That's brilliant. And, uh, entrepreneur. Like yeah. 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 Entrepreneur. And he might've, uh, he might've done that with our Christmas tree. I don't know, maybe got it from a garage sale and decided to keep it. But um, no, we had, you know, we had such great, great, great memories. And now having a family of my own, you know, we, the movies have definitely rubbed off on me. Mm. I, I think like I, my wife would be the one 10 years ago to put the, to put the Christmas, to put 103.5, which is what the, coast. the radio station here coast. in LA coast. Exactly. That, uh, um, Delilah yeah. would do her, you know, would do the Christmas, do, it would just be, you know, constant Christmas. And I think they, I think it starts right after Thanksgiving yeah. or they might've started right. now I think already. It's right after Thanksgiving. Yeah. Yep. So that was even too early for me then. <laughs> You know, right after Thanksgiving, I was like, come on, and with 27 more days or 20, whatever it is, you know, more days until Christmas, I think we're being like a little overzealous here. But now, as you can see, I got the tree, I got the, I got, I got the, I got the garland up. I got, I got my, our house is like fully decked in Christmas is Christmas. I was, I was outside doing the Christmas lights on the outside of the house last night. Nice. Um, and, and Christmas music has been playing for the past five days in our house and it's such a, it's, it's just feels good, right? Yeah. Christmas feels good. And I also leave this week for a job. So I, I didn't want to leave my, my family with like, you all know, the, just an empty house. Sure. Yeah. A couple pumpkins. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Like a, yeah a exactly. A couple of rotting Sp- pumpkins. turkey toy. Yeah. Speaking of the, you know, kind of the spirit of Christmas and you said it just feels good. We, something that we're sort of constantly searching for in our podcast is we know that we love Christmas. We know that a lot of people love Christmas, but and it's easy to say, oh, it's great because, you know, the lights or being with family. But, like, wh- when you really try to break it down, what do you think it is about the Christmas season, Hallmark Christmas movies, Christmas music, all the all of it rolled together into one? What do you think it is? Why do people crave it so much? Why is it so important? Why does it make people celebrate a holiday two, three months before it happens? I think it's simple. It's, it's the magic. Yeah. It's the, it's the magic. Cause there's, there's hope and there's, um, 
you know, it's a time when when we when we give our, ourselves the the excuse to shut down, to shut everything down. Yeah. And then like gather as, as family. Like it's like, who cares about any work-related issues, anything that's going on in your life? It's just like gather as a family, hunker down and just like just think about how hot your coffee is in the morning. And then like, and, and, you know, do I need another cup of coffee? That's pretty much the only thing that you're thinking about, you know? And, and then also, you know, having, you know, reliving the, the, the magic of Christmas with your kids about like Santa Claus. And my son was telling me, he's like, daddy, he has this raspy voice. He's like, daddy, daddy, the only thing that I want for Christmas this year is I'm going to, I just want to meet Santa. I just want to meet oh, the wow. real Santa. That's it. I just want to meet the real Santa. Oh, that's awesome. And it better not be. And then he's like, today, this morning, he's like, and it better not be you, daddy, because I know you have that Christmas suit. <laughs> <laughs> Don't oh, try to pull so, one over on me. Oh, I love that. So, Andrew, you were talking about, you know, our home for the holidays, Coast 103.5, which is our holiday music station here in Southern California. But you recently got to do something for like a global uh, radio station, Sirius XM. You did sort of like a countdown to Christmas, you guys were like guest DJs. What was that experience like? You know, because we're loving, you know, Hallmark Channel Radio, Channel 105 on, on Sirius XM. What was that experience like? You need to sort of be like a radio host for the day, as it were. Well, I didn't know exactly what I was getting myself into. <laughs> it, 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 I was asked three years ago to to do, to basically do an entire segment with yeah. my 10 top uh, Christmas songs. Right. And I, I didn't know to the degree of what I was doing. Like I, I, I went to the studio here in LA and, um, and I hosted the whole show. Um, you know, having a story between b- before and after every song that aired, you know, it was, I, 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 I kind of had to like do it on the fly yeah. in a way. And there was, there was like little, you know, cliff notes that I had, but whatever, I, I it, it came, it came together, I think really well. But then, so the second time I was asked to do it, I had it a little bit more polished. And then the third time I was with, I was with Tyler and Paul in New York. And so we went to a hotel room and I, uh, it was just, you know, we, we were thrown little, you know, one-liners and basically we're going to be peppered in to this year's Hallmark, uh, you know, Hallmark radio station. And it's just going to be us going like, Hey, this is Andrew Walker. And, you know, can't wait for you to join me this year on uh, three wise men and a baby and hope for, or hope, you know, this is Paul Campbell. Uh, Merry Christmas from our family to yours from Hallmark Channel or and then Tyler pops in, you know, so they we just do these little one liners just to kind of, you know, make it a little bit more fuzzy for people. And, yeah. uh, you know, so it was it was a lot of fun, though. It was great. And, and you know, honored to to have done it. I love that. Now, speaking of music, the uh, you know that we do countdowns here. We do top 10 or top five lists. Uh, our theme this week is top five Christmas love songs. Yes. Now I hear that you have brought us your list. You're joining in the countdown craziness, and we love <laughs> that. Uh, so we're going to toss it to you now. You can start with number five, build up to number one, and tell us what are your okay. Andrew Walker's top five Christmas love songs. Take it away. Um, my first, my my first one is, and most of these, most of the songs are are from you know, it's it's always based around mostly based around radio play if, when I'm back in Montreal, when the snow is coming down and it pops up on the radio and, um, you know, or, you know, little moments when I was driving, when I was young, younger, and a, one of these songs would play in, you know, constantly when my dad was driving us to, to like midnight mass or something like that. It was just like a moment in, in time. So one of them, um, at my five, my fifth is blue Christmas. 
mm. by Elvis. Uh, you know, Blue Christmas by Elvis and recently seeing the movie, um, you know, I have a whole different interpretation of who Elvis Presley is yeah, right. or was. And, and you know, that song to me, his voice and the warmth of his voice. And um, those are just like very specific memories that I have of listening to this song, um, Blue Christmas. And it's obviously a, you know, a huge radio hit. Um, I, uh, I grew up, uh, with a jazz loving mother and father and they did, you know, I listened to a lot of Frank Sinatra at the house and, uh, and when, when Michael Buble did his Christmas album, I was blown away. You know, I think that everyone was just blown away with that album. And, um, not that I can, we can put my, you know, Michael, Michael Buble and Frank Sinatra, even in the same category necessarily. I think Frank is just, you know, his tone was just like one of a kind. Um, but Michael Buble does a great job. He's an incredible job, but his Christmas album was insane. And so all I want for Christmas by Michael Buble, got to give him respect on that song. Um, the way he did it. Great version of it. It's a great, great version. Great version. Agreed. He just, he crushed that that album. I mean, it it really catapulted him as like the king of Christmas. Yeah, I feel yeah. like that that made that official. Oh, yeah. Fellow Canadian oh, yeah. as it well. Did. I know. I know. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's uh, he did an awesome job. Um, another one right below that is Merry Christmas, Baby, Otis Redding. Ooh, just love that song. You know? Yeah. And uh, Otis Redding just singing his heart out. Um, l- love it. Such a good one. Uh, my second to last is... Uh, Please Come Home for Christmas, B.B. King. That album, the B.B. King Christmas album, I don't know if you guys have listened to that album, but it's front to back, guys. My my in-laws, that's their their go-to Christmas album when I'm back in Montreal. And uh, so it's just on rotation, you know, every every four hours when they pull out, you know, they kind of do the rotation of all the albums. But the B.B. King one is the one that's, that probably we play out the most and that's the first song on the album and it's awesome that whole album is awesome i love it adding it to the list yeah like we both yeah typing away yeah awesome all right and last but not least always puts a smile on my face and i blast it is wham last christmas <laughs> oh wow strong coming in the, with wham at number I 1 i like that this is I a like very that. diverse five one. yeah that was good you you represented very well there i just in regards to you know critiquing your countdown ability yeah. you did a great job you covered a lot of genres you had a good reasoning for all of them you built nicely to number 1 Surprise pick at number one. I love it. Surprise very, very, pick very for sure. Oh, yeah, surprise. <laughs> yeah, I you know I have I, I have this love for eighties. I have this love for eighties. I just put I just put this this playlist together, this eighties playlist called Dad's Dad's Mix. And so <laughs> I've been playing it in the car. And it's it's funny enough, the the playlist that my kids love, love the most. most. Yeah. Yeah. Just, you know, um, you know, Tears for Fears and all these, yes. you know, these just killer, killer bands and songs. And uh, I went down a rabbit hole. That's what I do when I'm in Vancouver working. I usually will walk the city or I'll be working out and I'll put it on the the Spotify uh, radio play of like one song that I love. Yeah. And then I'll just put it, put it to my mix. Yeah. And um, I have a really strong dad's 80, 80s mix now. <laughs> well, that, well, uh, is it a public playlist? Can people find it? It's a pu- it's a public playlist. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You can find <laughs> we'll it. We'll post a link to it. So it's called dad's 80s playlist. Is that? Just dad, dad's mix. Dad's, dad's mix. mix. Okay. On, dad's mix by Andrew on, Walker. Go look it up on your yeah. Spotify ASAP. 
A.W. Walker is my Spotify name. A.W. Walker. Boom. We're going to look it up. Well, Andrew, this has been an absolute blast. You know, we can't wait to see Three Wise Men and a Baby uh, premiering this weekend on Hallmark Channel. Uh, thank you so much for, for taking the time. We, we really enjoyed getting to know you and getting to chat with you and uh, wish you the best of, of luck. And we did, you know, the one thing we didn't get to talk about, Eric. Oh, we have to quickly ask. I'm so, oh. so you were you mentioned that you started acting around 12 years old, 12, 14 years old. And when we were looking at your IMDb, you were on Are You Afraid of the Dark? Yes. Classic Snick Saturday Nickelodeon. <laughs> Snick. Uh, tell us just yes. a brief little bit about Are You Afraid of the Dark, one of the greatest TV shows of all time. Are You Afraid of the Dark was the reason why I think I'm an actor today, because my dad took me out of school. It was my first audition that I went out for. Wow. And he picked me up and he's like, look, we're going to throw, you know, we're going to just see what happens here. Throw caution to the wind. Who knows if you're going to get it? It's the, it was the first audition my agent had given yeah. me. And um, I went in, booked it. And uh, my dad was like, okay, well, you booked the first one. Let's, you know, we'll just, I'll, you know, let's see how things go. And I ended up booking like one out of every five, six auditions that I went out for after that, after I booked that, uh, that Are You Afraid of the Dark episode. And then they called me back again for another episode uh, in season two or three, but that was my first gig. That's and awesome. uh yeah, the tale of the vacant lot. Nice. Ooh. We'll have to go back and find I'm going to go find that online like yeah. this weekend for sure. First, I'll watch Three Wise Men and a Baby, yes. and then I'm going to watch Deep Dive. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> anyway, Andrew, this has been an absolute blast. Thank you so much for hanging out with us. Uh, you know, Thank you, best guys. of luck and, uh, and happy holidays. Merry Christmas. You too, guys. Really appreciate it. Yeah, Merry Christmas. Well, that was great talking to Andrew. He was oh awesome. Oh, my gosh. Um, but. Since he was talking about his top five favorite Christmas love songs, yeah, perhaps we should tell the people our top five Christmas love songs. It's time for the countdown, everybody! Burp, 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 burp. <laughs> okay, well, all we have to be totally honest here. My favorite thing that has happened today was our producer Chris went to, to play that, that music, and it just, I'm, I'm guessing, was just a little bit delayed more than he expected and we just heard a little mm. <laughs> <laughs> just a a confused grunt and i love it i love that it was like rap air horn into <laughs> hmm. <laughs> i have this air horn button as well that we haven't been able to use yet well i thought you pressed it and that's why i made the noise yeah oh, gotcha well in that case here it is ching, 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 ching. Go bells. Ooh. <laughs> wait play that again i was not ready for that ching, 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 ching. Go Bells. <laughs> <laughs> that is good. We need to use that more Best often. rap that is, air horn that there's ever That been. is very, very good. Hands down. Hands down. Um, all right. So, Danny, I, I'm excited about this list. I'm thrilled. I want to ask you, though, mm. before I start my list, because I, you know me, I had like 14 songs yes. that were supposed to be in my top five. Yep. Now, should I, I have two approaches I can take because okay. I have my like one through five and then six through ten. Okay. But I could put my six through ten as my one through five with this thought. Oh, okay. Most of the songs that I have in my one through five, not all, but most have been covered in other lists mm. because they're great Christmas songs mm. and they are love songs. Right. So should I, you tell me, I will do what okay. you say. All right. Should I keep my one through five as is? Yes. That are more well-known songs, or should I go six through 10, which are lesser known songs, but great love songs? I don't know. Which way should I go? 
I think you should, whatever your heart is telling you, if, if those were your one through five and those are the songs you love most, then I think, who cares if some of them are repeats? That's okay. what you love. And the good news is, as we've talked about, you know, ad nauseum at this point, if, if people want to hear your six through 10, they can do that because we're going to record our Patreon episode this That's week. True. The bonus is going to be our six through 10 of Christmas love songs. So you're right. going to get to share them. All right. I'll keep it win, as win. is. I'll keep it as is. Love, but love. Trust me. Yeah, ten through six, very good, very okay. good song, all very right. good song. All right, um, all right. So I'm going to start here uh, as I usually do. Number five for me is from a duo um, of okay. two guys uh, who are brothers, maybe. I don't know. I don't, I don't know, know if they're about. Uh, Dan and Shay. Oh, they're country artists. I'm so curious about these guys. I think they might be brothers. Let's okay. take a brief moment of googling to see if that is. <laughs> if you are correct. Nope, not brothers. They're not they buddies. Just. No, well, <laughs> maybe I don't know how they're buddies right now, but they're not brothers. Dan Smyers and Shay Mooney. Okay. Not brothers. Not brothers. Okay. But they are country music artists. A tandem. Um, yes. And this song is a newer song. I think it came out maybe a year or two ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very fun song. Definitely a bop. Yes. So th that's what's the fun part about this uh, list is that some of these are very kind of sappy, ballady songs, right. but some are really fun, like Christmas. Dance around in the living room with your loved one kind of song. I like And that. this is definitely one of that. Uh, the song is called Take Me Home for Christmas. Mm. It's, a, it's got some great lyrics. Let's listen to a little bit of it, and then we'll talk about it. Baby, when December comes, when it's getting cold outside. Did you think this was a different song? I thought it was a different song <laughs> in the beginning. I was like, <laughs> I had the same grunt that Chris had. Yeah. When they hang the mistletoe And I'm by the fire I don't want to be alone Baby, won't you take me home for Christmas Like, can't you just, like, picture, like, you're baking cookies with your family You kind of sneak over to your wife, give her a little shimmy Hey, baby, I love you, right? <laughs> Not the full, full, like, ballroom dancing But right. she's, like, you know, washing some dishes or something You just give her a little, like Rubbing up oh, against yeah. her on the side, like the little hip it bump. It feels you know? like a scene from a Hallmark Channel movie where there's like a couple. They're like they're baking cookies yes. together. Yes, someone like throws a little flower yes. at the other person. Yes, playfully, and then, yeah. and then they like get a little bit of like the dough and they like put it on yep. the other person's nose. Oh, try this. Try this frosting. Mm, very mm, good. So delicious. Yeah, yeah. yeah, it's it's like that it's classic yes. wedding cake Absolutely. taste testing moment. Yeah. Uh, I just like, I also like that it's like, take me home for Christmas. Let me see where you live and yeah. what do you enjoy and what is your family like and what are your traditions? Mm -hmm. And if you do that, that crosses the only thing I need off my list is being with you. So I thought the sentiment was really nice. It's a fun, newer song. Yeah. Uh, and it's not one that's been covered, but the rest of mine are. Okay. songs you've heard before but that's my uh that's my number five selection. it's a great song and i it was like i had built this playlist on spotify where i was like okay i'm just every christmas love song love song i can think of or ones that i research and find i'm going to put them all on this one playlist sure. and then i'm going to listen to it on shuffle and over and over out. again and see what jumps out and that was one of the songs on there and i just like you said i love this idea that i mean it's like the ultimate like romantic yeah move to be like all I need for Christmas is to like go to your hometown and for you to just show me all the things that made you you. Like that's such a country song oh, totally. sentiment. You could see it on like The Bachelor or something. A hundred percent. A hundred. It's a hometown visit, but in song form. Exactly. At Christmas time. Win-win. Great selection. Love Thank that you. song so, so much. It feels a lot like uh, Rascal Flats. Yeah. To they me. have a similar uh, vocal quality. Which Did I you love. know that Rascal Flats, the lead singer of Rascal Flats, 
was college roommates with Jamie Foxx. Yes. Isn't that crazy? What are the odds? That's nuts. They just were like freshmen when you go to college and they're yeah. like, this is your assigned roommate. Right. You know, so there was no like, oh, well, they were both in the theater department together or something. Like they just were two random, I think they went to uh, Texas, uh, two random University of Texas students so that wild. are like, and then to both have such massive success is like, that's just wild. Do we know, do they still stay in touch? Like, Well, I do that? know this. There was like a CMA or the Grammys or one of those big award shows four or five years ago. And rascal flats was singing and they brought jamie fox out to like oh, sing cool. with them and he like sang that's one of their cool. songs with them. so that's they must really, be at really least cool. somewhat in contact it's sort of like you and i connecting for this show sure you know me producing a podcast in new york you being a broadway star we are basically like the jamie fox and and rascal and flats guy of podcasts <laughs> podcast that's right we haven't done enough of those references this season that's why i wanted to bring one in as a callback yeah. for all the sure, people sure. anyway so moving right along um i'm just going to preface this with uh i'd put out a like a little you know question box on our instagram recently yes asking people i was like describe Christmas in one word. Yes. And we literally got like thousands of responses came in. Magic, magical, were very common, family. Yeah. But one of the other super common ones was love. Mm. I think when people think about Christmas, they think about love. And uh, that's why I'm so excited that we're doing this theme. And I will say that there are going to be some tears for me mm. uh, as we get closer Crying to the... Danny. That's, that's what my we're favorite. here for. <laughs> Uh, anyway, all right, so this first one's not going to make us cry. Okay. This one just holds a very dear place in my heart. It's a love song that I think we talked about this recently. We were talking about our top 10 albums. Mm -hmm. uh, when I think of like my formative years as a teenager and the holiday season and having like a high school sweetheart and like wrapping gifts and what was the music that was playing while I was doing that, it was it was NSYNC's Christmas album. Sure. And there's a great love song on that al album called I Never Knew the Meaning of Christmas. Do you know this one? I don't. It's... I don't think I know this It's one. so cheesy pop. It's so late 90s. <laughs> it's so in sync, but it's so, so good. And so I would love to share a little bit uh, of it with everyone who doesn't okay. know it. And for those who do know it, you're going to love it. So Chris, can you play us a little bit of I Never Knew the Meaning of Christmas from NSYNC? <laughs> so 90s. Perfectly 90s. Oh, it's the goods, it's the goods. 
That, that's where he was going. You knew. You knew that's where JT was going. Oh, that's good. Does it, as I'm listening to it now, it feels a lot like God must have spent a little more time on you. It does sound very It's got similar. similar beat to it. It's got like similar chord progression. Yeah. The formula is always the same. Sure. Justin's got to start it out. Sure. You know who's coming in, in the second verse. A little JC for you? Oh, JC for sure. Got to get a little <laughs> JC Chazé uh, in there. I think we talked about this um, on our parenting podcast. I can't remember if we talked about it on Christmas Countdown as to where the names uh, or the name in sync came from. Yes. Do you remember Didn't this? you say like it's the last name or the the last name of all the the guys in the band but one of them is no longer in the band it's the last letter of the first name okay of all the guys justin yeah uh chris chris joey joey uh and then the other guy i always forget his name because what lance wasn't originally a part of the sure, group okay. uh there was like a different guy who With was the last the fifth member and it an ended in the end and then you got jc yeah, so I, I just love that, like, that it's such great. a perfect name for a boy band, but then that there's it a is. story behind sure, it yeah, yeah. as well, it just makes it even better. And nothing's better than, like, that sweet, sweet 90s pop vibe, baby. So I just, I love that I song. Almost yeah. put, I almost put a Backstreet Boys song really? on my list just to see your From reaction. From new album? Uh, I don't think so. It was, I'll tell you what it is. It's okay. bonus, because it's not even in my... Top ten. I have to be honest. Wow, um, you were gonna put it in, and it didn't even. I I was gonna put it in wow. really just to see your reaction of me saying it. I thought would really uh, make me happy. Oh geez, where is it? Yeah, they had a, a a Christmas song. They've released like Christmas songs over the years, but they had never done a Christmas album. Now Backstreet's got their own sure. Christmas album out. A very Backstreet Christmas, I think, is the name of the album. I think it is. Um, which I've listened to a couple times. It's I can't find what it was, but it was some um, like Christmas wish. Christmas. It wasn't this time. gift by ninety eight degrees, was it? No. Oh, that's a good one. That is. Is it coming up on your list? <laughs> no. No. I, I I couldn't put two boy bands sure, 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 in my top fair. five. There's just so many great love songs. Anyway, that was my number five. What do you got at number four? Uh, number four. I got a good one. Do you know the artist Leona Lewis? Yes. She's a British uh, star, pop star. She, keep um, me, keep yeah, yeah. Keep. yeah. That is her song. Um, and she has a great Christmas album, which really? I think I've talked about maybe last season about how it's a great, uh, she's a great Christmas album. Okay. But her, one of the songs, I think it might even be the first track on her Christmas song, Christmas album is One More Sleep Till Christmas. Ooh. Super fun song. Also kind of a bop, which is interesting. You would think that me, the king of sad Christmas <laughs> would like pick all sad ballad songs, but this is what was speaking to me today. I feel like so, you and I switched roles this season. Have, I'm going with the deep emotional stuff, yeah. and you're going with all the... The lighter stuff, yeah. yeah. Um, all right, but let's hear a little bit of One More Sleep Till Christmas by Leona Lewis.
right? Yeah, it's I was really fun. getting into it there. I love a song that does a countdown. Mm. She did five, four, three, two, one, which is very fun and very apropos for us. Yeah. I love a little wordplay like that. And it's not, you know, I. it's funny, as we were pr- preparing to do this, yeah. I typed in One More Sleep Till Christmas to try to just like look at the lyrics so I could sort of follow along. But what came up was the Muppet Christmas Carol. Uh, there's a song called like One More Sleep Till Christmas. <laughs> Muppet there's Christmas. One More Sleep, sleep Till Christmas. Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> different song, different, different song. Different vibe, yeah. Different vibe. But uh, yeah, so Leona Lewis's One More Sleep Till Christmas is my number four selection. That song is basically the Christmas countdown of Christmas songs. It is. <laughs> it is abs- It is literally the Christmas countdown. We should play it more often. Our we show. should. She should come on the show to talk about it. You know, I mean, we're getting these big guests like Andrew Walker on the show. I mean, it feels like true. a Leona Lewis or a Mariah or sure, a Michael next. Buble. Or- yeah, yeah. We're on the precipice here. Um, okay, so number four for me, I'm going to go with a song by, it's it's a duo. I don't know if they sing stuff together normally, but this song they do sing together. I've never heard of these people. Okay. Ever. But I started doing this deep dive into Christmas love songs. Uh, this song is called Kissin' in the Cold. Mm. Have you heard this song? No. It's by uh, Julia Michaels and J.P. Sachs. Okay. Ever heard of them? I don't think so. I've never heard these names yeah. before in my life. And I so, you know, what's really cool about Spotify is that, you know, it'll be like, oh, here's 10 suggestions that you could add to this playlist if sure. you want to enhance it. And sometimes it makes good suggestions. Sometimes I'm like, no, this is all about Christmas love songs, and yeah. that's not a Christmas love song. But I listened to this song and I just absolutely fell in love with this track. I'm like just to hear you're it. gonna have to hear it. It's just like it's we're going to get into this uh, run of very heartstringy <laughs> songs here, Eric. So this song is uh, Kissing in the Cold by Julia Michaels and J.P. Sachs. Another year, another grave Another friend who moves away Seems we're getting older every day My sister has a baby now the other one is writing vows I hardly recognize this busy town But winter comes around and snow is coming down And just like we were kids, just like it always did Despite it all, I know that I can trust No matter what this Christmas hangers us Time goes by and lovers turn to strangers People stop believing But there's one thing that I know We'll still be kissing in the cold Time goes by And dreams get left for later I can't stop the seasons But there's one thing that I know We'll still be kissing in the cold Both our hands inside a glove Laughing at how gross we love 
I mean, that's really sweet. It's really, really sweet. Do they have more tunes or just? I don't know. I was so focused on love songs, I I didn't want to like divert off the path and and go down this deep rabbit hole of of Julia Michaels and J.P. Sachs. But I love the art. Like it's it's very very basic art. It's just like sort of like two figures like on a white background. Very very simple. But like the the sentiment of that song, you know, it it felt like it had elements of when we were talking about like songs we've recently fallen in love with, like the Thanksgiving song mm-hmm. by Ben Rector, where it's like painting this picture of like how the world changes and people grow and my, my sister's got a baby now and all these sorts of things. Like, but the one thing that never changes is us, you know, through everything that happens in the world, when Christmas comes around, when the winter season is here, we'll still be kissing in the cold. You know, um, I just love that. Like, it's just, what are you laughing about? I'm laughing because Apparently, Julia Michaels and J.P. Sachs will not be kissing in the cold because they have split after three years of dating. Oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> when I... When I, <laughs> I hate well, to be a to... killjoy. I just looked up Jeez, Julia Michaels Eric. and J.P. Sachs just to see like if they had other music. And the first thing that came up was a People article from just like a month ago oh my saying Julia Michaels and J.P. Sachs split after three years of dating as both tease breakup songs oh my oh gosh boy. look out Bro, I, i'm guessing this song will be not kissing in the cold not kissing, kissing in the cold anymore the cold. but you know but here's the, the thing sentiment of the, the sentiment of the there. song yes. is still there it, it's really funny <laughs> that could not have worked out any better uh well actually i'm sure it could have but anyway i and what's funny is originally i did not have that as my number four but i was looking at my four and six and i was like sure. I think I like this song more. Sure. And I moved it up. I'm excited to hear what six is. Oh, well, hopefully it does not involve two more people who've <laughs> broken up since writing this beautiful love song together. I wouldn't, if it had been like the fifth article after searching Julie yeah. Michaels and JP Sex, I wouldn't have said anything. I, but it was the first thing I felt like. I wonder if it pops up so quickly because people are discovering that song right Probably. now and they're going looking for them. Yeah. And then people are just like clicking on this news article. And so that's like bumped up oh, in the yeah, algorithm yeah, now yeah. where rather than like celebrating this love that they had, yeah. Now we're talking about the demise yeah. of this beautiful but relationship. Love Dang is it. beautiful even when it ends. Better to have loved and lost than not to have loved at all. Exactly. Amen. Yes. Um, all right. My number four selection. I think I'm going to make a change in the moment. Ooh, okay. I love that. Oh, geez. There's so, I have so many good ones from I six know. through this ten. This list was so hard to make. <sighs> okay. I'm going to I'm gonna make one switch. Okay. This was my number seven selection. Whoa. I'm bumping it up to three. To three. Which I know is Woo! wild. Ring the wild. Alarm. Yeah. And especially when you hear what my number three is that I'm going to bump out. You know what that is? That's a tease. That's what we call in the biz a tease. It is a tease. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to tell you, though. I've teased it. Now I'm going to okay. untease right. it. What I'm getting rid of. No, you can't. No, don't spoil it because people got to go to the Patreon. Okay, the you got to come to the Patreon to, to, hear, to what, hear what it was going to be. Yeah. You will know, because I've talked about this artist, is one of my favorite, favorite songs. Be back. I can't even believe, <laughs> can't even believe <laughs> that I'm doing this. But I'm feeling in the okay. moment. I'm going to follow it. All right. My new number three song. Is a song called Jingle Your Bells by a band called Hush Kids. Ooh. Jingle Your Bells by Hush Kids. Never heard of this. Uh, 
you're gonna like this. Okay. This is a fun song. We'll listen again. I'm taking out a sappy song and putting in a bop. Wow. I'm just very joyful very today. today. Very boppy today. Very boppy. Must have been Andrew Walker. Who I think it that's out what it was. Yeah. I think so. Um, all right. So Chris, if you can play uh, the song "Jingle Your Bells" by the Hush Kids, uh, let's listen to a little bit of this. I think you're gonna like it. Great lyrics. Got a crackling fire in an old bear mittens. I got a bright red scarf that I just finished knitting. We can bundle up, cuddle up under the moon. Nothing keeps me warmer than you. I got some cookies in the oven and they're almost ready. I got a cookie sized hole in fun and it gets there's more sort of like almost they're not quite puns but like almost puns in it yes very cute i'm looking them up right now to try to see if if they are still together <laughs> <laughs> the hush kids uh hang on one second i should have looked it up so i could have crushed your Just dreams crushed yeah Eric, you know i got some bad news for you uh <laughs> the hush kids aren't hushing anymore they're not, they're not hushing up about how much they hate each other the, so they are a couple, though? We know that. I'm, sure. I'm checking it out right now. This is what it says in their about section. We should start a band. Jill Andrews is nursing her newborn daughter on the couch in her dear friend and collaborator Pete Gronwald's studio. It's September and still too hot outside. Peter's mixing a song they wrote, one of dozens that came together curiously, almost on its own, when they sat down to write it. So they are They're a friendship. Pals? They're just friends. They're just friends. They're two beloved Nashville artists with impressive solo careers who were put together by by their publishers to write songs for other people. Oh. In time, they found that they had been writing for themselves all along. Wow. Yeah, so okay. Hush Kids. Um, they've worked with people like The Civil Wars, Andrew oh, Bell, Rustin gosh. Kelly. Um, so yeah, some good people. The but Civil Wars so yeah. much. So Hush Kids, re- really cool band. And that song is, again, a great song that I sort of pictured, you know, putting up Christmas decorations yep. with that sort of playing in the background. And you're just like that sort of pre Christmas Eve. Mm. This is more like early December, late okay. November kind of vibes when you're just like, man, this is great. Let's like put up some Christmas decorations and then maybe we'll go to Starbucks and get a quick uh, cider and then maybe pick up <laughs> a, a wreath at the Christmas tree right. farm or something. It's just a really cool vibe. So, uh, Jingle your bells. I like that Hush song kids. a lot. Surprise and number three. Good news. You know, friendships tend to last a little bit longer. This you know, they're this less volatile. So this I, I feel like they're going to be they're going to be around for years yes. to come. So we don't have to worry about them. Maybe they could advise, uh, you know, JP, JP and, Julia. And, and Julia. On, yes. Anyway. Uh, all right. So this next one is going to be my second song in the series of Pull on Your Heartstrings. Okay. Uh, this song is by Sarah Bareilles. Mm who is one of the greatest songwriters, maybe one of the most underrated 
songwriters. I feel like she doesn't get enough love. Speaking of love, Hello. this song is called Love is Christmas. Which goes back to what we were talking about with all, you know, our, our Instagram followers who were like, what is, you know, what is Christmas in one word? Love. love. Love is Christmas. And she just, Sarah has this ability to write some of the most vivid lyrics. Mm-hmm. So she has that incredible song in Waitress the Musical called Everything Changes. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it starts out with, today's a day like any other, but I'm changed. I am a mother. And the the line that gets me Every time when I've seen that show live or my wife used to listen to the soundtrack when she was bathing our first daughter when she was just a little baby. And the line is two tiny hands, a pair of eyes and unsung melody is mine for safekeeping. Um, Like, it's just like, oh, you know, rip your heart out. And she delivers with this Christmas song. I didn't know that she had really done Christmas music. And I sort of started looking up. I was like, oh, who are artists I like? Yeah. Let's see if they've done Christmas music. And I found this video of her and Ingrid Michaelson performing on the Jay Leno show years ago, um, which led me to find more Christmas music by Sarah. So I'd love to, to take a listen to this track, which is Love is Christmas by Sarah Bareilles. come in it's just so so vivid I, I love that idea of like love is not a toy you know no paper can conceal it uh there's just so many beautiful lines you know that i don't care if the carpet is stained um as long as there's food on the table you know uh it, i don't care if it's gonna rain our our room our, our little room is warm and stable like it's just like it reminds you of like what matters the most this season's about yeah it's about love i feel like that is if we had to boil down what most christmas love songs are about their sentiment yeah seems to always be no i don't need the tree and the lights and the presents and the the parties what i really need at this time of year is someone who loves me and somebody that i love yeah and that is technically like that is Almost all of these songs that we've said yeah. are saying like, listen, uh, we know that Christmas is amazing and there's so many great parts about it, but all I really need 
is you. And if we have that, then that's enough. That's all that's that matters. Yeah. yeah. Whew. I love that. Oh, that was good. Number two, does does she have a whole album? Do we know, or is it just the one song? That's a great question. I, I if the album exists, then it's called Love Is Christmas because the artwork for it um, is yeah, just yeah. says Love Is Christmas. Yeah, it's a single. Okay. Yeah, and it looks well, like it's just her in a Polaroid. I'm guessing that's her from childhood, and it just says. Sarah Bareilles, you need to write more Christmas music. Oh my gosh, just we write more, more music. You yes. are so good, so so good. So good. She's busy starring in Into the Woods. She's doing some things. She's working. She's got a few things going on. Yeah. Um, okay, so we're to my number two selection. Yes. This is a song I've talked about many times before. Okay. It is one of my most favorite songs at Christmas. It is a song that stirs up such deep emotions in me just as a song, A. B, it feels extremely personal to me. Mm. Um, I've sang it in my Christmas show every time that I've done my Christmas show. I just love this song so much. The song is Fairy Tale of New York Ooh. by the Pogues and Christy McCall. It is, I love the dirty, gritty nostalgia of this song. I love the way that it talks about New York City, having lived there for a big, formidable part of my life. Right. Um, I love the way that it talks about the NYPD. It says Sinatra in the song, <laughs> so that obviously speaks to me. Yeah. There's the great line about, like, you took all my dreams, and he says, I didn't take them. I built my dreams around you because mm. we have to do it together. Like, all these themes are really, like, deep themes to me yeah. and, and my life and my wife. And, and so I love, love, love this song so much. Um, so let's listen to a little bit of the Pogues. And there's a lot of great covers of it, but the original. The original. The so let's hear a little bit of the Pogues and Christy McCall with Fairytale of New York. It was Christmas Eve, babe, in the drunk tank. Won't see another one And then he sang a song The rare old mountain tune I turned my face away And dreamed about you Got on the lucky one Came in Years from beginning, so happy Christmas. I love you, baby. I can see a better time when all our dreams come true. It just, I mean, I could sit here and listen to the whole song, right? We won't. But I encourage you to go out and and sort of, you know, listen to it again if you haven't. You know, it's a great uh, cover of it. There's a lot of great ones. But there's an artist named Dustin Kensru. Ken- okay. K-E-N-S-R-U-E. Okay. He was the lead singer of Thrice, which was like oh. a punk screamo yeah, band. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But now he does a lot of acoustic stuff. He has a really good cover of that. Um, 
but it's funny in in light of this song, I was looking up some things to talk about with it, right? Yeah. And I found a, a site that's giving twenty five facts about this song that wow. are crazy. I'm not going to tell you all of them, but uh, here's some cool ones. First of all, the uh, there was an, a member of the band that was supposed to sing the female part, mm. but then she got married and left the band oh, before wow. they could record it. Um, so then they had. Uh, Producer Steve Lillywhite asked his wife, Christy McCall, to come record test vocals just to help the band hear how the duet could work. They were so astounded by her performance that they kept it, which is kind of fun. Um, And then this is the fact that I thought was really fun. It says that uh, the lyrics mentioned, the boys in the NYPD choir still singing Galway Bay. The NYPD does not actually have a choir, (laughs) but it does have an Irish pipe band who are featured in the music video. They didn't know the song Galway Bay, so they played the Mickey Mouse Club March instead, and the video was later slowed down to fit the beat. Oh, wow. That's wild. (laughs) great? I I always wondered, I meant to ask you when you brought that song up, season one, if there was an actual NYPD choir. Yeah, I don't think there is. Because in all my time in New York, I've never seen a choir just walking around town in uniform singing. One of my favorite parts about this song, this is a little weird thing that my brain does, (laughs) but there's the line that says, Sinatra was swinging, all the drunks they were singing, we kissed on a corner and then danced through through the Mm. night. And it's funny because sometimes I I will change it to Sinatra was singing and the drunks were swinging. Like the drunks were were swinging, fighting, fighting, (laughs) and Sinatra was singing. But it also obviously works. Sinatra was swinging. Right. And the drunks were singing along. But either one, I always mix it up in my head. I'm going to, I always am like, Wait, which one is it? Is Sinatra is singing or swimming? I can't. I can never <laughs> both remember. Both work, but they both work. Yeah, that's so good. So yeah, that's my number two selection. Absolutely love that song, "Fairy Tale of New York." Great love, love song. Yeah, I love the details within that song from a lyrical standpoint. Because for anyone who's been in New York, you know, whether on vacation or you've spent a decent amount of time there, like that idea of just you could stand on a corner so many places in manhattan just hear music and hear music and hear people laughing and yeah. and you know there's so many moments that people share of a, of a kiss out on a, on a corner and to think of what that soundtrack is yeah for those people around them yeah. is really really cool yeah. um i love that i I'm, i don't think of that song as a love song but as you describe it yeah it becomes a love song yeah. for me all right so Moving on to my number two, and I am going to flip-flop my Mm. one and two here. Ooh, okay. The more I've thought about it, the more the song that was at number two, I have to move it to number one. Because it is just, I just discovered it recently, and it's it's moved me so much. And I'll get to that in a second. But uh, this number two song, I'm sure for so, so many people, they will consider it to be the number one Christmas love song of all time. Some people may not like it at all. Uh, but that song is Merry Christmas, Darling by the Carpenters. That's a good one. That is a good one. It's just, it's got such a great feel to it. You know, Karen Carpenter, just the way that she's able to emote through her voice, she just conveys joy. She can, she conveys the feelings of what that person is going through. I think there's a big difference between like, wow, that person's got a really great voice mm-hmm. And wow, that person like interpreting a lyric, the interpreting of a lyric. And she just had that uncanny ability to to inject feeling 
Um, I think if you can bring together the music with the words, with that interpretation of, of that artist, that that's really what breathes life into a song. Um, so let's let's take a little listen uh, to that nineteen mid nineteen seventies jam, as it were, uh, from the Carpenters. "Merry Christmas, Darling." Greeting cards have all been sent. The Christmas rushes through. But I still have one wish to make A special one for you Merry Christmas, darling We're apart, that's true But I can dream And in my dreams I'm Christmasing with you. Christmasing with you. Yeah. Holidays are joyful. There's always something new. But every day is a holiday when I'm near to you. Now, Fun fact about this song. Mm, tell me. This song was actually originally written in 1946. Really? By an 18-year-old mm. by the name of Frank Pooler. Okay. Uh, and he had written, this was according to him, he had written this song about a love interest he had had at the time. Now, 20 years later, he's the choral director at Cal State University, Long Beach. Mm -hmm. Two of his aspiring music students, Karen and Richard Carpenter, <laughs> who were beginning to have success as a local band asked him, their favorite professor, if he had any ideas for holiday songs. Wow. And so basically, uh, it, it sounds like uh, Richard Carpenter like wrote a tune to the lyrics, and in 15 minutes, I guess in 15 minutes, he wrote this. And four years later, in 1970, they first recorded and released it as a single. Wow. Isn't that a cool story? That's very cool. I did not know that until this episode. Yeah. I just always assumed that like, oh, this was written by sure. the Carpenters, right. and they're like, oh, we got to write a Christmas album, yeah. and let's just write this song. But how cool that they were students, and they approached their professor, and he's like, I got, I got some for I you. I got these lyrics here. I, I wonder if he made any money off of it. I mean, if it's anything like uh, what Bobby Helms Bobby and Helms. that whole situation with Jingle <laughs> yeah. Bell Rock, I would imagine he, if <laughs> yeah. he's the lyricist, yeah, I'm yeah. sure they would have taken yeah, care of him. Something, yeah. Or his estate's probably still making yeah. money off of it to this day. You know, her voice always just, it doesn't sound like my mom. It's mm. not that my mom sounds like Karen Carpenter. Karen Carpenter. Carpenter. <laughs> Same like Carpenter. Carpenter. I was like missing the N in yeah. Carpenter. Karen Carpenter. Karen Carpenter, this is going to be a meme. I can you see it to, already. You used to add, <laughs> used to add G's, add letters. Talk. Now, now you're getting rid of letters. <laughs> um, okay, Emilio's sitting right here. He's, just, he's already imagining. He's, like, <laughs> he's already I'm editing the video together. right now. I can't wait. <laughs> um, but Karen Carpenter <laughs> sounds like the feeling of when I'm with my mom. Yeah. Does that sound right, dude? And yes. not in like a like. Oh, well, now I feel like a little kid. It's just like there's something about it feels so 70s. We were born in the 80s, not 70s. But right. like there's still a similar vibe, you know. Yeah. And it, it also makes me think of like Pete's Dragon. I don't know oh, why. But like that feeling of like those kind of early Disney films okay. in the 70s that were like 
the kind of grainy. Yeah. I don't know. I, I'm just sort of trying to say what her voice feels like. It's all good things. It's comforting. It's it very comforting. Yeah. Very nostalgic. Very like a part of my youth mm. that almost feels like I can't remember it mm. other than seeing it in pictures. Oh. Does that make sense? Yeah. Like there's things from high school that you like you remember how you felt or right. you remember th- that thing happening to you. But then there's other parts of your childhood and your youth that you don't actually remember, but you kind of like still connect to it either through seeing pictures of yourself as like a 3-year-old or something like that. Yeah. And that song always makes me think of like Christmas when I'm like 3 or 4. So I don't oh, actually wow. remember it, but like it puts me back into like the house that I grew up in when I was that age yeah. and stuff. It's very, uh, um, it's a song that uh, takes you places. Which it, cool. it, I sort of see that time period almost like through a sepia lens. Totally, totally. Like everything just seemed browner. Brown and tan. Back then, like my carpet was brown, <laughs> yes. the couch was brown. I saw tan, a great yeah. meme that was talking about how whenever like kids are like dress for the 80s and like everybody dresses in like neon and like <laughs> right. and that that's what the 80s looked like and they're like no the 80s were all brown and tan oh yeah and orange and Every- like mirrored walls <laughs> Everything, yeah. with like texture in the yes. mirror like that's what i think about in, like my first childhood home like there was a mirrored wall sure. in in the kitchen i think of like the remember your old like dining room chairs that like had like metal backs to them and they made that sound when they slid across the floor that sounded very similar to like your chairs in in like school sure it was yeah. Like, yeah like that we had thing. chairs with wheels on them oh, nobody wow. has chairs with wheels on them anymore at their no. kitchen table wow it's like an office chair that's like four that sounds dangerous chairs. yeah like with my kids i'd be like no oh, you yeah. are not going on the wheelchair oh, yeah. yeah. but anyway yeah that what a, what a throwback but i get you on the on the mother aspect of things like anything with the carpenters anything with karen carpenter's voice makes me think yes of my mom and it's just it's a very comforting feeling absolutely yeah absolutely um okay I'm Ooh. I'm hesitating because You're considering. Wait, you're going to move something that's not in your top 5 potentially up to number to 1? Number 1? Okay, I'm not. I'm going to keep my number 1 <laughs> because while this is not my absolute most favorite song ever, I do love this song. Okay. It's my not my most favorite song. I think it is the number 1 Christmas love song. I'm so interested okay. to hear where you're so going with this. So, it's a great song. It's a polarizing song. Oh, I know where you're going with this. <laughs> but if we're talking Christmas love songs, to no! not have this at the top of the list is All I Want for Christmas oh. is You by Mariah Carey. Okay. I mean, let's hear a little bit of it. If you haven't already heard Some it. Some people may have not heard this song before. 700 so times <laughs> so far this season. Let's hear a little bit. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> First of all, you got the the chimes, the deep yeah. chimes. Love that. You got Mariah Carey's riffing. Love that. Yep. You have the great backing vocals, right? That are just like Christmas. Yeah. All that stuff is so good. <laughs> it it has a great opening. The sentiment of the song is sort of what we were talking about before. Right. That it's like you know, all I need at Christmas is the person that I love. Right. It has the it. it uh, I associate it with the end of Love Actually. Yeah. Which obviously has a ton of feels. There's just and I get it. 
I get that a lot of people <laughs> feel like this song is too much. It is played too often. Yeah. Mariah Carey is it's too much or whatever. But if we're really talking about like what's a great Christmas love song, this is it. This is a great song. It's got a great vibe to it. Great vibe. Yeah, it's just it. There's something about that little like tingle tingle that comes in yes. at the beginning that like it, you know, she does these videos, you know, sure, where it's yeah, like it's Mariah's season. Yeah. And I have to say there is something about hearing that tingle 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 that feels like the Christmas season is here. Yeah. Yeah. I saw a meme the other day that was uh, the scene from The Shining where like Jack Nicholson's chopping through the door, you know, in, in The Shining. Here's Johnny. Yeah. Here's Johnny. And so it's... um. Is it Shelly Winters, who is the actress? She's like standing there freaking out, and it's a microphone that's coming through the door. And then you see on the other side that it's Mariah Carey being like, I'm ready. Oh it's my gosh. That's um, but yeah, I, I went back and forth because, again, that is not my most favorite song. Right. I love that song. I'm not a hater on that song, but it's not my number one. But I just felt like, in regards to like influence and impact and frequency of play yeah i just couldn't i couldn't ignore it so all i want for christmas is you mariah carey number one top i mean it, it's a great song i honestly thought i texted you the other day i for sure thought that darlene love was Listen, gonna be there i thought about that and i was i probably would have put that at number one mm. except that i thought after listening this morning to the lyrics while it is not not a love song it is more a song of like, we're broken up. I want you to come back to me. Mm. Do you know what I mean? And so it yes. felt like an unrequited love song or a a a break, not a breakup song, but like a, I want to get back together. And not mm. that that's not love. I think I was aiming more for songs that were like both parties in the story of right. the song are into it and are in love. But like I mean, Julia Michaels and J.P. Sachs, like uh, clearly in love, you know, that absolutely. sort of vibe. But absolutely. now that song is sort of apropos yes. for them. Yes. Maybe one of them needs to sing it to the other that, and they can yeah. get back together this holiday season. And we'll all rejoice. So I don't look like a chotch, you know, here on our show. Anyway, I love that song. You, you can't have Christmas without Mariah. Yeah, that's, yeah, yeah. that's the reality. Um, so, so my number one song is by an artist that you may be pals with. I, I've never asked you this before. Uh, it's by Leslie Odom Jr. I vaguely know him. Okay, so you guys both in the Broadway community, sure, yeah. you know, uh, Leslie is like a generational talent. Sure. I I remember I first saw him uh, in Leap of Faith mm -hmm. on Broadway. Not the greatest show no. that ever existed on Broadway, but he had a song in that show, and I was like, "Who is that guy? Yeah, that guy is a superstar." Yeah. And now he's gone on to become this, you know, massive entertainer. Obviously, movie star. He's, he's a movie, movie star, star now. now. Hamilton, you know, yeah. launched him. Him playing Aaron Burr, you know, now he's doing movies and television and releasing his own albums and all this sort of stuff. Um, but he has a Christmas album that I really hadn't listened much to. And then I was like, again, doing that deep dive into yeah. people whose voices I like and, and I like their performance. And uh, Leslie has this song called Heaven and Earth. I, have you heard this song before? I, you know, I've listened to some of his Christmas album, but I can't, at least on the title alone, I don't recognize it. So tell me more. This song has like stormed its way into, your into heart. my heart. I love that. Like, I, I'm not kidding you when I say yesterday, I think I listened to it five times. Yes. And every time I listened to it, I cried. Yes. 
Yes. And I was like singing it while I was crying. Love that. And you'll you'll understand when we play it and you listen to the lyrics. So so this song is called Heaven and Earth um, by Leslie Odom Jr. That second verse, like, wrecks me. I know some of the lyrics, it's like they sort of bleed into each other. So I'll read the the second verse. It says, I hold a young mother. That's right. Oh, God. <laughs> holding my baby. Holding my hand. Feeling God's... Uh, feeling God work lately. Feeling God work lately. Amazing. I never truly understand. Oh, because I saw an angel. And I broke down with no words tonight on this Christmas. Like, I, I was trying to find the meaning of this song, you know, like the lyrics. Mm -hmm. And I was like, oh, was this written about, like, was one of his kids born around Christmas? Right. Like, did he hold his baby for the first time around Christmas? And his kids were born in the spring. So I, I don't know if that's necessarily the connection, but I but feel... still a baby. And, yeah, I know? feel like he's yeah. he's at Christmas time and he's like, you know, because it, it sort of like, it starts out with like, I hold a young woman, I hold you now, love you for my soul woman is how the song starts and it says what did you bring us now i saw an angel and i think it's like the story of his partner mm -hmm. that he's in love with and he's loved her when she was a young woman and now they've grown together and they've had a child and that child is an angel and it moved and that love oh God, <laughs> moved heaven and earth um and i think when i when i was listening to it i just kept thinking about my kids mm -hmm. and how the love that you have for your children, like it just moves you in a way that you've never known before. And you just hold on to these moments when you look at them and they look at you or they're not even looking at you and you're just watching them and you're watching them grow. And, and this love that they have 
that you have for them legitimately feels like it moves every fiber of your being. Um, and there are no words. And that's why music is so great is that, um, I don't know if I've ever said this on our show before, but uh, I've talked to people who'd like compose music and they're like, well, music is, it's the language of the heart. It's what you can't say. It's, it's a feeling. And, and for me, that song, that sentiment, the way he performs it, gosh, it just rip your heart out. Um, and every time I listen to it, like today, in this moment, it just gets me. You know? It's funny, you know, my son and I, Miles, we have a thing, you know, I'll be like, all right, I love you. And he'll go, I love you more. I go, no, I love you more. And then we'll go back and forth. Yeah. And, over. and sometimes I'll say to him, and he likes to, he likes to be the last one to say, okay. I love you more. And it's really not about, he is the sweetest heart. It's not about that he wants to win, like to be the last one. I think he really genuinely feels like, no, daddy, I love you more. <sighs> and I say to him sometimes, I'm like, Buddy, you have no idea. <laughs> I'm like, when you have your own little boy, your yeah. own little girl, you're going to look at them and you're going to call me and you're going to say, okay, now I get it. Yeah. <laughs> now I understand. Because you just can't understand it until it no. happens to you that, you know, the love that we have for our children is just... It's is, beyond. It's beyond anything. Yeah, yeah I, I remember calling my mom, or it might have even been like in the hospital after Emerson was born, our oldest, and I was like, I, I get it. Yep. I get it now. Yeah. I get why when I moved to New York as like a 28, 29 year old man, you came to help me pack. Sure. And you wrote little love notes and hid them in my clothing. Yeah. And I was like, mom, yeah, I'm grown. Like I'm, right. like, I'm, I'm an adult. Like yeah. You just, you don't get it until you have your own. Always and be it's my like, baby. You'll always be my baby. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And uh, I think that that was a great song. Oh. I'm going to definitely check out that whole album because I think I have it like saved in my Spotify, but yeah. I haven't really like listened through it. Um, but my gosh, that was a beautiful, beautiful song. Yeah. I think we made a pretty good list there. I hope everyone's driving around or riding Weeping. the train. I just like to picture people sitting like <laughs> on like a bus or on the train or driving in their car. Like someone's looking over at them oh, in yeah. traffic being like, what is going on Do you with like you? like to cry in public? Uh, no. <laughs> But when you're in your car, like there's just oh, this... I love to cry in my car. Yeah, but I sometimes I love the challenge of especially if I'm on like a plane and yeah. I'm watching a sappy movie. Yeah, and I'm gonna cry and like really, and this is so stupid. But as an actor, right? Well, what we learn <laughs> in acting school is if right. you want to cry, you have to try not to cry. That's like mm. the best way to make yourself cry is to push down the emotion. Oh, interesting. Because if you try to lean into the emotion, then you're kind of aware of it and it doesn't really happen. Mm. So a lot of times as an actor, if you're trying to get actual tears out, you're actually thinking about, nope, nope, I'm not going to, I'm not going to cry. Mm. I'm, I'm keeping this as a private emotion. And that's what makes the actual oh, tears wow. come out. And so I like on a plane, if I'm watching something really sad or really emotional, to really challenge myself to be like, nope, nope, I'm not going to cry. <laughs> I'm not going to cry. And then the tears and usually then the tears just come. Start yeah. pouring down my face. Oh, wow. Yeah, I, I'm sure I've, I've definitely cried in public before sure. for sure you know uh but yeah it's, i do it is funny to just think about somebody sitting on like a subway train right now you know or the tube in london or whatever and they got the earbuds in and they're just sitting there and people are looking at them and be like god what are you listening their to? their shoulders are kind of like yeah and they're like quivering what are you listening to over there a christmas podcast <laughs> <laughs> they're talking about their kids it's just the sweetest thing i've ever heard these two guys in california they're just so sweet 
Hopefully that's what you think of us. Hopefully. Hopefully. But if you don't, maybe next time. Yeah, maybe next time. Maybe yeah. We'll I, get if you, you don't the think next that list. of us at this point <laughs> at in time, point, it'll never I don't happen. know what else we can do. Uh, but that's the end of our list, folks. Yes. We, we got to the end. Top five Christmas love songs. Again, we've talked about it before, but we have a great 10 through 6. So come and join the Patreon or subscribe on Apple or Spotify. Yes. Follow us on all the socials, Christmas Countdown Show or Xmas Pod on Twitter. We're everywhere. We want to connect with you. We hope that this uh, podcast has been connecting with you, that the music has been connecting with you, that our conversation is connecting with you, inspiring you, bringing some joy to your life. Uh, And as we say on every episode of the Christmas Countdown Show, Merry Christmas and Happy Holidays. We'll see you on the next one. Bye-bye, everybody. Bye. I'm just going to go have a cry. (laughs) I love my kids. (laughs)